GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand. Election Watch with James Niche on Radio Gibraltar. It's a final sprint to the finish line and polls say it's neck and neck. The effect of the poll will be, in my view, roundly beneficial to those who want to see a GSLP Liberal government continue and who believe that we are the best option to bring home a treaty between the UK and the EU because they will go out and they will block vote our 10. A sign that there's galvanisation of, of people who want change, that they've galvanised behind the GSD and they're prepared to vote for change to, to make it happen. I think that's a good sign. Hello, good evening. Welcome to Election Watch. Tonight I'm joined by candidates in the studio ahead of polling day on Thursday. We'll be talking polls, manifestos and debates. No, you're not. I, no, no, you're you, not protecting you are boring and boring the, more with no, their no, money. What sort of bank with no accountability. You, you didn't so, lend money when you were in the of bank. Of course I lent money, but I had it in a proper way. <laughs> right, and I don't do it in the proper way. Don't show me. The latest GBC Chronicle poll has dropped. It's the second of two and it gives the GSLP Liberals a lead of 1.6% over the GSD. So GSLP Liberals on 49.9%, GSD on 48.3%, independent candidate Robert Vasquez on 1.8%. And although the GSLP Liberals lead on numbers, this poll suggests they would be unable to form government. Although Fabian Picardo leads in the poll, it's the GSD who get nine of their candidates over the line. Will it be exploring that in much more detail with uh, members from the GSD and GSLP Liberals in the studio this evening and also with independent Robert Vasquez who's first on the programme tonight. Uh, Robert Vasquez, good evening to you. Good evening. I'm an independent social democrat. I would like to emphasize. Independent social democrat Robert Vasquez, you drew to be first on the programme. I know you issued a, quite a swift reaction to our first poll last week. Uh, I know you've just seen this in the last 15 minutes, but what do you make of it? Well, um, it gives me more hope than I've ever had before because there is clearly a protest vote going on because neither of the parties get 10 candidates in. That leaves a huge amount of room for me, who are, is the rebel protesting candidate, and there it does not reflect one iota the reaction I'm getting when I'm out on the street handing out my pamphlets where I get so many people telling me that one vote comes to me. So the poll is interesting, but it does not reflect what's going to happen on election day when I am sure I will be one of the 17 elected. I'm going to come to that in a minute. This poll clearly suggests, and I know we talk about all the cliches, every single vote counts. When you look at a poll like this, it really does make a difference because forming government is almost just a handful of votes at the very bottom. That's what it's looking like, which shows huge, enormous protest against the two parties and the whole system of election that we have in Gibraltar, which is what I want to change. And I have been the only person who has advocated proportional representation so that we do get a reflection of society in Parliament and we get more people standing with good brains and good things to offer to Gibraltar. So if you want that, protest by giving me one vote. 
Uh, you said first time round with the poll you were not unmotivated by the result. I, I know you're telling me you're not unmotivated this time round. Uh, let me look at that percentage point because although 1.8% does look uh, slightly lower than the overall, well, it is lower than the overall average, but if we look at the independent candidates or the candidates as a single unit, for example, they're sort of averaging around 4% of the vote each. That's how they get to their almost 50%. You're on 1.8, almost 2%. I mean, you're not miles behind, are you? That's absolutely right, and I think that is a fair analysis of your poll. I think the comparison that is made between me as an individual independent social democrat and the two parties actually gives a skew on what the reality is. And as I said earlier... I get a huge amount of people who I don't even know, but who who come up to me on Main Street and say, you have one of my votes. And the fact that nine might get in and form government, the fact that eight might form the opposition, is indicative that there is that spare vote coming to me. There is a protest going on. There is a rebellion going on. And if you want to show that rebellion, give me that one vote. Having said that, could it not be that you've gone slightly down in this poll because people are moving to the block vote, which is what the other two parties are saying? If you want to secure a GSLP Liberal or a GSD government, because we have this 9-8 scenario, they're asking for the block vote. It could be you lose out if people move to a block vote scenario? No, I don't lose out. Gibraltar loses out because um, Gibraltar will carry on in this scenario of no real democracy, just every four years, one party or another taking over. And what we need is true and absolute change. And that change can only come with individual voices like me. And look, my best result is 881, because then as I said earlier in an earlier programme, I will go home and the problem is not mine. The problem belongs to each of the two parties. And I have some fundamentals that I will not move on. Are you confident? Do you think you get... I know you said at the beginning of this interview, you think it will be an 881 scenario. Both polls have said otherwise. Both polls may have said otherwise. I think that scenario is still very, very viable. But the more viable scenario is that I do get elected myself, even if it isn't 881. And if I do, then obviously I form part of the opposition and I will be a very protesting voice in Parliament. I'm already a very protesting voice on my blog, online, on articles that I write in the uh, opinion piece I write in the Chronicle. Do you think that's shaping this campaign? Do you think that's shaping the way the other parties are behaving and the issues the other parties are debating? Oh, I, I, I think my blog has had huge influence, certainly on what the... GSD has said in its uh, manifesto about democracy, it doesn't go as far as I do, because I want proportional representation. They stop short of that because they want to be in power, because they want the, 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 the shift over from the GSLP to them. And this constant battling between one party and another that is to the detriment of Gibraltar and its democracy and its politics. Let's talk a little bit more in detail about uh, your manifesto. Um, Two or three questions, if I may, from it. You say you want less control by the chief minister in a parliament. How do you achieve that? Well, you achieve that with with the simple um, uh, situation of what's called the separation of powers. In, 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 In a parliament... You need more MPs than there are ministers so that they can 
defeat a government if they don't behave properly. And in Gibraltar, that's an impossibility under our current system. Now, the GST are now talking of some sort of democratic change. But the reality is they were there for 16 years. They promised it in those 16 years and they didn't deliver it. The GSLP liberals are now offering a little bit of democracy, although it's even less than the GST. And yet they've been there for 12 years now, eight years before with Sir Joe Bosano, and they haven't delivered it. We do not have democracy in Gibraltar. We have four yearly dictatorships. We only have an election that measures what our democracy is. We don't have democracy in between elections. You've stood before as an independent candidate, an independent social democrat. Um, if you fail to get elected this time round, would people, would you read into that, that people are not reading into this election, into the issues that you describe in Parliament, what you're telling me now? Well... Um, that is the privilege of people. But, you know, I have my my campaign, I have my views, I have my vision, and I have done my best to put them forward, both in writing online and, and in writing uh, and uh, vocally on GBC and in the Chronicle, but and I will a, carry on that campaign. It was campaign. a similar vision last time, wasn't it? And you didn't get elected. Sorry? It was a similar vision last time. Absolutely. And, and look, it's, it's the way it is. I have to accept that. But I, will not, I have not given up fighting. The honest truth is that this is... I'm now 71. It's very unlikely I will stand for election at the next election. I will certainly carry on writing. I will certainly carry on campaigning. And I will certainly carry on being a nuisance... A, a, a rebel and a protester. And Gibraltar likes rebels and protesters, and therefore, if you are a rebel and a protester, give me that one vote. One more question on your manifesto, because I want to go back to the poll as a final question, but you say, and you mentioned this in your electoral broadcast, and I think you use the word enchufaus more than once. Uh, you talk all about uncovering those enchufaus. How, how do you go about that? How do you go about that? Well, it's, very, it's actually not very difficult. The first thing you do is make sure you have independent investigations of how and why contracts are given and how and why the cost of contracts is so high. And then from there you take it forward. And I think it can be done if there is a desire to do it. The problem is that there doesn't seem to be a desire in either party. In the 16 years of the GST, they promised that they would do it and then they failed miserably and they didn't do it. I don't believe they're going to do it now. And the GSLP, they don't seem to want to do it at all. They don't even want proportional representation. So despite the poll saying it's going to be nine and eight, you're insisting you think it's going to be eight, eight and one. I know you've um, spoken about this in a recent interview on GBC and you said the first thing you would do is go to bed. Are you going to tell me today if it is eight, eight and one, what you would do when you wake up? Um, it's Well, the issue is quite simple. If it is 881, and I'm not saying it's going to be 881, it may well be 961 as well. Uh, That's a possibility. In which, but, in which case, it would be a clear government. It would yes, be, it would be because, a clear because government. Because we have a first-past-the-poll yeah. system, but so it would be the party if, that gets if, nine. If it's 881, the issue is I will sit back and listen to what the other parties have to say to me because they have my manifesto. I have written what I want. You're not, you're not clear on who you would join. representation. And that I will not compromise on. So you're not clear on who you would join at this stage? Absolutely not. It's an open field for both. Robert Vasquez, Independent Social... Sorry, Demo what I would say is I wouldn't join in a coalition. I would support. 
Robert Vasquez, Independent Social Democrat, thank you for joining us on Radio Gibraltar this evening. Thank you very much, James. And after the break, we'll talk to candidates from the GSD and also from the GSLP Liberals. Up next, it's Pat Orfila and Leslie Rousseau for the GSLP Liberals. That's coming up on Election Watch. It's the turn of the GSLP Liberals to join me in the studio now and uh, they've decided to send to this programme Pat Orfila and Leslie Rousson. Good evening to you both. Hello. Hi, afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Uh, well, first of all, I'm going to start with that poll which dropped shortly before uh, you came on air. Very, very similar result to what we had in the first of the GBC Chronicle election polls. This one puts the GSLP Liberals, your party, in the lead by 1.6%, but still predicts you will be unable to form government because you only get eight of your candidates over the line as MPs. Who would like to take reactions first? Pat well, look, um, as far as I'm concerned, a poll is an indication, really, of a, of a selected group of people and, and their views on one thing. I do not believe in polls. I believe on the day. On the day behind that curtain, when nobody is looking at you, when nobody is influencing you in any way, shape or form, that is the time when you have to really think with your head and think that your crosses on that paper is is going to cause either uh, Gibraltar to prosper or Gibraltar to go over the cliff. And that is the way I see polls for me is no. I'm I'm not really bothered that we are going to not make government. I am convinced that we are going to make government. We have to. There but, is no other solution for Gibraltar. But do you think that this poll, and then we'll go to Leslie Rousson for a reaction in a minute, do you think that this poll shows, clearly or otherwise, because it is a poll, mm-hmm. that there's all to play for, that this is neck and neck, oh, that this is a, this is a tight is race always, between are, both parties? James, there is always everything to play for, regardless of whether there's a huge discrepancy or there isn't. This is important. This is our community. This is what we are worried about. And this is why we are not going to take anything for granted. Absolutely not. Leslie Rousson? Well, I think if you ask Fabian, he'll give you the standard reply that there's only one poll that counts, and that's the one on Thursday. But still, what do you think of it? Because we all talk about, yes, there's only one poll that counts, Mm -hmm. but everybody gets very excited when the poll drops on socials or goes on to news. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's it's important not to ignore polls. Uh, People have filled in the the poll and they've taken part and and they've expressed the the views. And And the reality is, I suppose, that every party wants to lead in the polls as well. Generally, it gives you a good indication that you're doing well. So are you disappointed? But on the other hand, uh, it gives your opponents the the, the, the the extra push they need to get people out to vote for them. So it works both ways. Really. Yeah, I love you didn't quite answer my question. Are you disappointed? <laughs> I'm not happy. <laughs> <laughs> so then, sorry, Padolfila, the polls do matter. Do they affect morale within the party? No. No, because we know we are the best team. We have such an incredible, dynamic, experienced team that not to vote for the GSLP to go into office would be suicide. This is going to be financial suicide for Gibraltar, as far as I'm concerned. We, we've been working very hard for the last three weeks. Been out there, talking to people, hustings, knocking on doors. Uh, so that doesn't change. We would carry on working just as hard, and we would keep on, you know, even if the poll would have put us ahead by a long margin, we, we still wouldn't have made a difference to that element of our campaign. And we also have to make sure that we get people to block vote. 
It's no good voting for individuals because you, you like them or you like the perfume they wear. This, this is very important. This is a very important uh, election. And you have uh, that, but you have that data potentially from these polls. Well, hopefully we are getting people and I should, I would, I would not hesitate at all to encourage people to block vote. It's important if you want your team to get in that you block vote. This is extremely important. And I suppose you are telling me this particularly because Joe Vosano and Vijay Daryanani, both from the GSOP Liberals, are below the line of the top 17. For those listening to the programme well, well, who don't know how it works, it's the top 17 yeah, who get into yes, Parliament. Yes, but we all, it's not just Joe and Vijay staying out. There are two others too. This is a question of getting the people out there and getting the message loud and clear. You have to vote for all 10 GSLP Liberals. Otherwise, you know, again, I, I cannot stress it enough. And you know why, James? Because in my heart of hearts, I'm scared. OK, this isn't an election like any other election. We have got a lot of things here on the table. We have got a lot of things that Gibraltar needs to sort out and needs to get right. And as far as I'm concerned, this is something that people need to think about. I promise we will get to the issues. I want one or two more questions on the poll, if I may. Um, maybe perhaps on an individual level, but Leslie Vrusong, you are the newcomer to the GSLP Liberals. I know, Padrofila, you are too. I will get to this in a moment. But mm -hmm. you are from the three uh, that uh, the Liberals field into the alliance. Vijay Daryanani was here <laughs> last time. Are you surprised to find yourself over the line and Vijay Daryanani, your Liberal colleague, below the line. Yeah, at the end of the day, I don't want to see any of the ten of us below the line, regardless of whether it's one of the new ones or one of the old ones. It doesn't make a difference. But is it? But is it surprising? Or is it? Is it? Is it's, it it's, perhaps it's, it's, because he's been there and people are voting on him with what they know, and they're still giving you the chance to know you? Or is it? And again, it is a poll, but I'm just trying to identify where the numbers sit. It's, it's impossible to know what people are thinking or why they're voting a certain way, but it is disappointing to see any of our colleagues, regardless of who they may be. And, that line. and as a personal level, Pat Orfila, uh, you are one of the newcomers, but from the GSLP side, mm -hmm. fielding into the GSLP Liberals, mm -hmm. uh, almost tied with people like John Cortes and Nigel Feetham. Do you look at this individually and think, I'm doing quite well? No, I think we're all doing exceptionally well. We are throwing ourselves into, into this campaign. We are working really hard, each and every one of us, so, so no, I don't see this as a as a as a contest to see who's going to be better or who. We are all in this together. We we're GSLP. Let's get this right. The GSLP Liberals is one big family, and we hold hands and we push ourselves up together, and we don't leave anyone behind. And this is why this is so important. The GSLP Liberal family know this, and they have to go out there. They have to hold hands, and we've got to push ourselves up. We have to get all of us over the line. And I can't again and again insist that this election, for me, is one of the most important elections that the GSLP Liberals has ever fought for our community. You're both new on the lineup. I know you have experience behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. I think, you, uh, Leslie, you were an election agent. I know, Pat, you've been very involved with the GSLP yeah. Liberals, with, with their clinics and very involved with the party behind the scenes. But it's the first time you're standing as a candidate, both of you. How has the campaign been for you? The campaign has been a, a relevation, really. I mean, we are all, like I said, the GSLP Liberals are a family. All it takes is one phone call. It's like when you're, you're at home, you're not feeling well. All it takes is one phone call for a member of the family to come along and make a cup of soup and look after you. Well, the GSLP Liberals is exactly that. We have an incredible 
machinery. And all it takes is one phone call and the entire family comes out. But you need lots of stamina to be a candidate in an election, don't you? I mean, you guys, all of you, I mean, I'm yep. not taking one side or the other. We see them out. You know, it, it is a very, very intense campaign. TV, radio appearances, hustings, mm-hmm. working in, in the office. Mm-hmm. And it's not Monday to Friday, definitely no. not nine to five. No, but you know what? When you do it for your people... And I really mean this. And you know me as a school teacher. And you know I gave it my all in class. And for me, I'm giving it my all here. And I know we all are. It's it's not, you know, it's not another day. This is, we're doing something which is highly, it's so important that I cannot stress it enough, James. It really is. Leslie Vusson, for you as a candidate, was it what you expected or different from this side? I can tell you that I was election agent in 2011 and 2015. And... It has changed a lot when you're out there in the streets. Uh, when you approach people, the way that they re- sometimes react to you, it has changed. And I've this is a conversation that's been had many times, and I think that social media has played a very big part in that as well. Negative or positive? Generally negative. But isn't um, social media, in a way, our parties, both your parties, both you and, and the GSD, using social media to social, also reach... Social media can be a wonderful tool in everything, whether it's broadcasting, whatever it may be, but it can also be quite negative. Has it been been a dirty campaign? We have not fought a dirty campaign. The element of bringing out, you know, whatever someone may have said, I mean, they did it to me the first day, whatever someone may have said, or I didn't even say it, but they alluded that I had said, that's always happened. That's always been there. It's it's part of of putting yourself... Look, if if I'm going to get upset, then I shouldn't be here. But is, yeah, is, but is is the issue, we talk about social media, but is the issue that some people perhaps are treating social media as almost sitting in I the had, cafe down the corner I had and the conversations conversation. that we have in the cafe yeah. are not being posted out there for others to see or a telephone conversation and we just think I've, that they are exactly the same thing? I had this conversation the very first day when I was asked that question and when I started out, I was a teenager. We used to have these arguments over the letters to the editor in the Chronicle so you write something, I wouldn't agree with it, I'll write a letter, send it to the Chronicle, two days later. So that's how, how things would, would happen. And the editor was there, and then he would edit or stop the conversation, whatever. Nowadays, everyone has a platform in the pocket. And do people forget that candidates are human, that they have families? Because as much as you sit here and you put it. on a brave face, Dwele, if people go for you personally, yeah. it hurts. Yeah. I- yeah. I, I have experienced it with one particular candidate. I'm not going to give details now because it wouldn't be right. But the first time that it really, really hit me was with the child of another candidate. And it really, really struck me. It was, it was yes, but you know, the important thing here is, at the end of the day, my opinion is that GSLP has not fought a dirty campaign. But We have been a very clean campaign. But are, we you, have talk, just are you talking given of the, the GSLP, are you talking of the GSLP, GSLP liberals, liberals as candidates or no, can you speak for all your activists and for all your yes, supporters? Yes, the machinery of what is the GSLP liberal family. We, so, so, you, so you're telling me that you think and you can vouch for every single cannot, activist so and not, supporter. I'm we can vouch for every single individual on WhatsApp or Facebook. Crazy. Or, but or generally, we have kept to a very, very clean campaign. Very clean. 
Okay, let's go on to the manifesto and some of the aspects of the manifesto. I, I won't trick you and I won't go into areas that perhaps may not be yours. Um, Leslie Rousson, uh, since uh, we haven't had a chance to perhaps talk to you as much on some of our programmes, because I believe you're doing a double whammy today on yeah, radio absolutely. and television. As you know, absolutely. for our listeners, the rules um, say that uh, every candidate must be on one radio programme and one TV, so we mm -hmm. haven't quite had a chance to talk to you uh, yet. Can I talk to you on your traffic and transport? part yep. of the manifesto and I just want to quote from the opening paragraph because I'm not quite sure whether this is an admission of guilt or a typo and I would like <laughs> you to clarify this for me Which because way? it says as a key contributor to pollution in Gibraltar Okay. The GSLP Liberals have been working hard <laughs> since their election in 2011, developing a greener, more eco-friendly traffic and transport infrastructure. Is it a typo or are you genuinely to blame for the pollution in Gibraltar uh, as a key contributor? Typo. So, sure. so, what's, so, so what is it? Has anybody picked up on this and what is it supposed the, to read? Uh, do you have a copy of your... Do you want I, me to pass I, no, the, no, the, the I, manifesto I, I for you? Yeah, look, I didn't Come write... Come on, James, that is definitely a typo and you know it. I, no, I, no, but I, I, I didn't And we're not so. the only ones who've got typos wrong in any, in oh, any well, of these manifestos. We, 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 so, we, will, we will come to that in a minute. I just, we have copied. I would like to know what it's supposed to read. Well, I would uh, go past that and uh, go on to the ambitious programmes. Uh... Yes, but, OK, but this is this is the opening paragraph, Leslie Rousseau, yeah, yeah, of yeah. your statement in the manifesto. What is it supposed to read? What is it supposed to say? I would I would say uh, the GCP Liberals have been working hard since, and I assume that the first bit was written originally and then changed, and it's, for some reason it stayed there. I don't so... want to be harsh, because you don't know. Well, I didn't write it. Oh, but, it's definitely, we're not, but, to, but, but, but it's a typo. I, I would assume that the typo and that it goes on from what it says the GCP Liberals have been working hard since. Okay, um, Patrofila, you're talking yeah. about uh, mistakes, and I know that the GSLP Liberals have highlighted a number of mistakes in, in the GSD manifesto, and I suppose that in a Almost document... Almost the entire manifesto, not just a couple of mistakes. Of course, but I, but I, and I was going to say three, four, five... Yeah, you've just been kind. 156 <laughs> pages, um, and as you know, as a former English teacher, yeah. you will know that if you read 156 pages of an essay... They would fail. You would, you would find mistakes, and you would fail most they of your students. They would definitely fail. Um, as an English <laughs> teacher you read the GSLP Liberals manifesto let's leave the GSD manifesto aside mm. is it a pass or is it a fail what our manifesto, Your manifesto our manifesto is an absolute A plus it is based on commitment it's not a wish list our manifesto talks of things that we are going to do and we are committed to doing. But it's surely... not a hearsay, uh, let's, um, let's audit or let's review or let's come, come think of it or let's build canals now. No, we know what we want to do and we know how to do it and we want to do it. But we were talking about this typo in the opening of traffic well, and transport. One second, no, one, no, one second because you said because you said A plus uh, in mm -hmm. health and uh, social affairs in and, health, for example, and mental health strategy. There's a paragraph that says improving access to existing mental health services by reducing waiting times and making services more accessible to people in rural areas and those with complex needs. Rural areas, is this something that's been copy-pasted from a no, no, UK no, 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 no. manifesto? No, no, no. So, so there are rural no, areas in no, Gibraltar? No, no, no. What we refer to as rural are people that are quite behind, quite beyond what is the immediate. Okay, but, so there would be rural. But that's not, not that's not what rural areas mean. No, no, that is what it means there. Okay, okay. okay? They are 
away. They're not the, the central point, but we feel that we have to rope people in as fast as possible. There should be no waiting, a huge waiting lists or waiting lengths. Your policy, okay? your policy and on wait, cannabis... But James, James but, but, if I can finish, yeah, okay. if we look at the GHA... And we're looking at facts and figures here. We're not going to look at anything else but facts. And facts are figures and figures are facts. In 2010, 2011, the GSD spent 80 million on the GHA. In 2022 to 2022, the GSLP Liberals have spent 150 million on the GHA. We are committed to continue to bring in more MRIs, to bring in more professionals, more consultants, so that people in Gibraltar don't have to go beyond Gibraltar and go out to the UK or other places for treatment. And this, I think, is crucial. And the the GHA needs it. And the GSLP Liberal are committed to doing this. These are important things. This is what the people out there need to think about. This is important. Can I just ask you, because you say and you give this explanation for rural areas to those with complex needs, I believe this has been changed online. Can you confirm that for me? No, I can't. The manifesto has been changed online. I will not lie. No, 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 no. Which would therefore perhaps indicate I, that it was either maybe, maybe, a type or me, not exactly what you mean. But for me, as you well said, as an English teacher, I can find meanings for words. And okay. therefore, I would not penalise you for that. And, and, the, and the only... <laughs> I, I wouldn't fail you for that. And the only reason why I'm taking, and I want to use one more example on this, is because you say you give the manifesto an A+. Yes, But I again, do. if we concentrate on health, for example, and you were pointing to some of the deficiencies or mistakes in, in the other manifesto, you've got your policy on cannabis twice, you've got your policy on utilities bills for Bruce's farm twice, and I think I, I read uh, mm-hmm. another a section that was included twice in the manifesto. Look, is that that you're fully committed to that, right. or is that well, a mistake? I was going to say on that it doesn't... On the different... Uh, on different pages. Well, the, because it might but come under... under it might cover. It might cover... More than one area. ...under policies of yeah. another area. Okay? OK? Remember, we want the holistic approach here. Well, we're going to have uh, different ministries working together. So I could, for example, work with the youth, housing... Uh, GHA, you know, it's we we it's a holistic approach. And we understand that not everyone is going to read the whole manifesto; they just go to certain sections that that they're interested in. Especially the and if you go to that section, it is twice, so you get to read it twice. Yeah, but let's but let's no. leave let's leave it there, and there, let's move on to some of the other policy because I want to talk to you generally about the campaign and about your your impressions. Um, you now, Leslie um, Brusong, in this programme for the first time. I think, Pat Orfila, you did uh, the programme uh, yeah, on, on, on quality one. of life on, very on, first on, on television. Um, looking back at the campaign that you've just had, and you ha- if you had the chance to live this campaign again, is there something that you would change about uh, maybe something that you've said or something that you want to approach differently or something that you, a message that you want to push out in a different way, Pat Orfila? I'm, I'm, I'm always, I think, you know me, I'm very truthful. I don't think I've said anything that I am uh, ashamed of. I don't think I've said anything that I I don't agree with. I mean, I'm going to be given the housing portfolio and I can't wait. James, I really cannot. I, I have worked very much, have worked very, very hard. I have, we have got so many things in plan. We have got a building new rental. We're going to have uh, houses for low-income earners. We're going to have more pensioners' flats. We're going to have lease and repair for registered Gibraltarians. I mean, the list goes on. And we want to eradicate the housing waiting list. Now, this was done some, some time ago. When we came in in, in 2019, um, uh, what was it, 1988, we had a... Um, We found 2,126 people on the waiting list. 
we took it down to zero with Pepe Valdaguino, and then it obviously crept up a little bit more to under 400. But after 16 years, when we returned, we found that waiting list at over 1,600. Let's, let's, let's not go back because we don't have time but for that. But this is but, what but, we want to eradicate, in, bring in, it down to zero. In a press conference, uh, I think you said, and I know that Fabian Picado has said as well in some of our programmes, that you would bring it down to zero That's in, what I'm the saying. First, in the first term in the first of four the years. new administration. Yes. And you are 100% confident that that's achievable. Do you know that I'm one to have uh, something laid on me and I will do it. Okay, uh, Leslie Rousseau, like uh, looking back at the campaign, anything that you would have wanted to see done differently? Uh, not really. I can't imagine anything that I would have done differently. Uh, that's because you still haven't been but, on any of the radio but, but or TV programs. The thing is that when you're, when you're in it, it's, it's a lot of work, but... It's incredible that it's already been three weeks at the same time. Um, so, at what point did you decide that you were going to come in to contest one of those three places from uh, the Liberals' side of being part right, of the so, GSP so Liberals? So this was pretty much uh, all of my making in that uh, I always said that I would... I, I, I would say that I was interested, but that I would never put my name down as long as there was someone there. So I, would, I wasn't willing to challenge anyone who was already elected into parliament so when but was Stephen Linares, Stephen Linares asked and I know he says he wasn't pushed was he in a way politely asked to maybe step aside so that you could then Stephen put your decided, name forward Stephen decided he's a, he's a to man. call it a day he decided to call it a day uh, his, his daughter is now very involved in politics so I hope mm-hmm. to see Christina uh, in the future in four years time <laughs> uh, well, she, was on the, she was on the youth absolutely. Q&A as yeah, part of the excellent. young liberals she's, so. she, she's fantastic and, and it's as brilliant as he young people interested in politics. Well, we have a very good youth. Yeah. Um, but, but don't forget my initial question. Whatever when I, did what, you decide oh, that sorry. you were going to be part of well, no, the, the slate of 10 or at least put your name forward? The for moment it. that Stephen decided to, point to, to step down, all eyes turned on me. So a very last-minute decision? Uh, put it this way, I was in a meeting and I watched up my wife and my dad from the meeting saying, before you find out from anyone else, just, you know... This this is this just happened literally just so, days before announcing li- the lineup. Uh, I think it was the day before, or uh, it was officially announced. Morris, uh, I think. And were you mentally prepared for this? I don't think you can ever be mentally prepared. For this. <laughs> <laughs> Remember well, that I come from a from a very different background. It's perhaps for, for school teacher, for a lawyer, it's very easy. It's it's, it's no, it's of, not it's, that easy either, you know. Well, but, but for a lawyer, it's very similar to, to, to being a lawyer, standing, <laughs> talking in public, uh, debates, mm. uh, parliament and court. Very, very many similarities. Um, for, us, for people like us that come from a civil service, uh, it's a big job. One of the beauties of this programme of Election Watch, and obviously I will say this because it's my programme, but the fact <laughs> is that we've had a variety of guests over the last few weeks uh, from political analysts to your campaign managers um, uh, to candidates this week, which is absolutely great because we sort of get the whole picture. One of the things that we have spoken on the programme about, and I'd like your thoughts on it, is that we genuinely have agreed on the programme throughout the weeks that everybody that stands for election is... A bit like Patrofila, you're telling me, you know, you're determined to want to do something. You You go in, and this goes... Across the board, you get into politics because you want to do something for your community or you think you can do it better better than somebody else. And everybody goes in with all that goodwill and all that good intention. And then you get into government and you realise maybe 
es un poquito más difícil de lo que parece. No, James, I've been, I've been trying, well, I've been trying, I've been wanting to come into full-blown politics for a long time. But, um, you know, we've always gone in with the same team. It was a good team, so why change the team? Uh, but this time, some people decided it was time to call it a day. They wanted to step down, and it was offered to other people. We had other people who, who volunteered their names, and we were selected in, a, in a, you know... In an executive meeting. But if you get into government, Leslie Vrusong, are you expecting it to be an easy ride? Are you expecting it to be tough? I mean, what are you expecting? Uh, I'm certainly not expecting it to be easy. I am excited, like Pat says, I want to, uh, if, if we are obviously elected, assuming that your poll, poll is wrong, uh, I, I do want to get in there and make changes. I've been sat in the office in the union for a long time saying, you know, we can sit here for the next 20 years and still not fix anything. Okay. So unless one of us goes and the does important this thing and, is and that we've got that we've renewed the lineup for Absolutely. the GSLP Liberals, and therefore we come in with newfound enthusiasm. So you know, there's no stopping us. We are we are buzzing to go, and so it's very disheartening to see that some of us uh, might be left out. You know, who of your colleagues has done the best in their radio and TV appearances? You have. <laughs> that's a, an you extremely, so that's an extremely diplomatic well. answer, Pat you, and I'm, You're not going to get anything else out of me because we're all equally uh, uh, fantastic in our own fields and in our own way. We all have something to offer. We're very keen to offer it and we're just praying that Gibraltar that day on the 12th of October will do the right thing and block vote GSLP Liberals. Just one for clarification, and I suppose we'll have to go and check this out, but I am being told that you have not changed rural on your election manifesto. Well, then online. I don't know. You know so, more no, no, than no, no, I do. That's, uh, that's, I'm giving you an example of how rural can be used and then, and, as and an then English teacher. Totally, okay? And then totally valid. I will I will take that as, as your argument. One final question uh, for Pat Orfila and Leslie Rousson from the GSLP Liberals. Can your party take it over the line and bring your 10 candidates to form government come the morning of Friday, the 13th of October? Leslie Vrusson. I mean, uh, at the end of the day, it's up to electorate. We're going to do everything we can. We're not only reminding people of everything that we've done over the last 12 years, in housing, in schools, university, bank, all of that stuff. We're not only reminding them of what we've done, but I'm, we're also asking them to go through a manifesto and to join us, to join us in this exciting programme that we have for the next four years. Final 20 seconds, Pat Orfila. I'm hoping that, yes, the GSLP Liberal family are going to join hands together. We're all going to come out, we're all going to block vote, and we are going to get over that line, all ten of us. So, you know, if you want housing, health service, education, and etc., etc., to keep improving, uh, well then, you know, we are the team to do it. We know what we're doing. Pat Orfila, Leslie Rousson for the GSLP Liberals, thank you for joining us on Election Watch this evening. Coming up next, we'll have candidates for the GSD. Joining me in the studio now for the GSD is Damon Bosino and Roy Clinton. Gentlemen, good evening. Good, good, evening. good evening. Thank good you good very evening. much. Uh, welcome to the programme. We're going to start talking like we did with Robert Vasquez, like we did with the GSLP Liberals on the election poll. I imagine you've had a chance to look over it, perhaps a little mm -hmm. bit more of a head start over the other candidates because you're on last given the draw for tonight. What do you think? Um, 
Well, generally we don't comment on polls. Um, the po- I know we've already been through the whole, the, the only the poll ho- that matters is on the, the night. That let's is, let's oh, get over the, that. Let's night. get over that. But bit. I think, no, but I think actually it's that important. It's not a question that we should just get over it. I think it's, it is an, uh, an important point. It's not just a question of the stock uh, answer that you get from politicians because it is, it is an obvious point that the, the one that matters is on the night. Um, however, what the polls would suggest is that uh, the, the, the result is going to be very tight. Um, you had them, the GSLP Liberals on this occasion winning the popular vote, but what seems to be an unprecedented uh, result is that we would still win the election because we would have more candidates uh, getting past the post and therefore able to form a government. I don't think that has ever happened in Gibraltar, but the differences are very tight, so it's important that people get out and vote and express their view whichever way it goes. We'll have time to talk about it in detail. Roy Clinton, your first impressions. Well, I think it shows there's still an appetite for change, uh, although I would caveat that with you know the margin of error in this sort of poll. And I noticed that 9% of respondents voted blank, and that in the context of this poll would be hugely significant. So I think in, in terms of the overall electoral contest, I think there's still everything to play for. In what way is the blank vote significant, do you think? Because come an election, you think those people would vote differently and therefore that would count as part of the bigger I, result? I, I think given that this was the nature of the poll, it may be that some people who didn't want to respond just voted blank. Um, and I think probably on the day itself, they will vote. Mm-hmm. What do you make of the fact that uh, the top 17 candidates is so interspersed? And I think you've probably had the chance to look at our graphics like we did last week. Uh, we've given a red to the GSP Liberals and blue to the GSD. I think traditionally and possibly ever since 1972, we've had, it wasn't 10 back then, but mm-hmm. we've had the equivalent of you would expect either 10 red or blue at the mm. top and then the other seven and that's not what the poll is suggesting no. what does that what does that mean well I, I don't think that's accurate historically there have been many occasions in the 1970s and the early 80s when there has been that interspersion that you're talking about so for example uh, joe bolsano uh, if i recall, uh, recall correctly in 1980 came second to sir joshua hassan so as a, as a lone gslp member and uh, and we have had um, that interspersion as you put it, in, in 1976. Indeed, in 1969, um, there had to be a coalition uh, government. And, six, I think, and 64, but we're going back a long way. Uh, yes, yeah, so, and that's a, there was a different system. It was, after, mm-hmm. it was before the 1969 constitution. But, but OK, let's look at the last four, five... Well, since 1984, six, six in fairness to your so. point. Yes, I'd, I'd agree. It's, uh, well, my, no, but, but in 2011, we also had that... that, that um, where the G- because it, basically this is what happens when you have a very tight election. So in 2011, the GSLP won with about 352 votes, um, and about three or four of us broke into the GSLP um, uh, 10. So th- there is there is a more recent example of when that happens, and that happens when the result is very very tight. And I dare say that in, on this occasion, I I am told, and this is just on an anecdotal basis, uh, I hear that many more people are going to be uh, mixed uh, voting, which is not the clarion call that we ask for as politicians because we want everybody. Well, we want th- people but, to but vote this for is, but Roy Clinton, you're a man of numbers as well. I mean, this is what the poll would indicate. And one of the interesting things about it, and again, you know, I do take on, on board the point that it is only a poll, but the third poll we've had so far, the first poll, which was done by GBC, mm-hmm. indicated a huge number, more than 30% who were undecided, but already giving us the indication that perhaps... People didn't quite know how they were going to vote. 
two polls in succession telling us that perhaps a number of people are breaking away from that block vote system. Does that mean that people are also not happy with your 10 candidates? Well, he could uh, levy that accusation at uh, oh, yes. the GSB Liberals. Uh, absolutely, but um, because because I've got members of the GSD, I'm asking about you, and especially <laughs> because Yusuf Elhana comes behind Joe Vosano and Vijay Daryanani in this poll below yeah, the line. Joe, Joe and uh, Sir Joe and, and Vijay both are left out of the house. So mm. it swings and roundabouts, and until you get to the poll on the day, it's, it's very hard to say and predict of any accuracy what's going to happen. Mm. And, I, and I, I stick to the, the, the mantra that the only poll that counts is that on the day. I did ask uh, your leader on Meet the Media last uh, week, but I want to ask her for your views. Are you surprised to find Yusuf El-Ahana, as far as the poll is concerned, below the line, or it comes as no surprise? Well, look, it's a poll, so as I say... We will go by whatever happens but, all but, the night. Yes, but it could have been one of the other nine, and it's Yusuf Elhana. Is that got to do with the whole campaign, with the whole accusations, with the whole apology? Mm. I mean, it, it would reflect that it's two polls in a row, in a row with mm-hmm. exactly the same result in the bottom four. Uh, yeah, well, that that could be the case, but as Roy absolutely rightly says, um, the the poll that matters will be next. Well, in, in the next tw- uh, forty eight hours. Um, and you know the same could be said of of Joe in, in many respects. That that from an, um, an objective point of view, without being partisan about it, is actually quite seismic. Should that happen, that you've had an individual who's been in politics since he was twenty five, is now eighty four, and in the house since uh, nineteen seventy two, at my age, <laughs> and uh, to 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 see an end to his political career in in such a way, it's quite drastic and uh, it's quite sad in many respects. Similar actually. seismic to use your word if you got into power with nine MPs and not ten. Yes, absolutely, that would be wholly and totally unprecedented. Um, yeah, so. Okay, I want to give you a chance to talk about uh, the campaign and how you've lived it so far, a little bit like we've done with the other candidates. Mm -hmm. So, personally, how has the ride been for you? Who wants to take it first? I'm happy to take it first. Um, I mean, for me, as it is for Damon, this is our our third respective campaign. So, um, we have a fairly good idea of what to expect. Uh, But even then, it it is exhausting, both physically and mentally, because you, you have a lot of preparation to do. And, um, yeah, the adrenaline level, levels go up as normal. Mm. Yes. Is it easier to fight the election when you come from government, being the governing party? Yeah. Or is it easier when you've been in opposition and perhaps you have a bit more free time because you're not having to deal with government issues? Uh, or do you think <laughs> that then they're more prepared? I mean, I mean yeah, I think sw- I, yeah. you said swings and roundabouts before. It really uh, is, isn't it? Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't accept that uh, being in opposition you have more, more time. Um, I think being the incumbent, because you're a full-time politician, you control the agenda in Parliament for four years, you then control when you call the election, so you control the timings in relation to that, and that's the advantage that all incumbents all over the world have. And in Gibraltar, you are dealing, in most circumstances, with uh, 10, uh, usually 10, on this occasion it's been 9, but 10 individuals who are full-time politicians against me, for example, who have a a busy law practice and also dealing dealing with uh, the politics. But just to add what, uh, in answer to your question, what Roy just said, I think it, I, I, it's, it's, been, it's been particularly stressful more. This is, my, in fact, my fourth campaign, because I, I did stand in 1996. Oh, yes. And, uh, <laughs> um, and it, it's, I, it's, it's been more stressful for, for stressful for various reasons, but I think it's probably got to do with the, with the fact that I, I think on this occasion uh, there is a chance to, um, 
to 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 win to win government uh, from the opposition in 2011 we were trying to hang on to government and defend a record which was which was quite difficult because it was a 16 year record uh, and now we're trying to demolish a 12 year record of the current incumbents the poll says it's neck and neck mm-hmm. should the gsd and perhaps if you had had a different lineup according to some people you would be further ahead in the polls the government, the GSLP Liberals, I think has made it no secret of talking of Desgaste, mm-hmm. of some of that protest vote. Realistically speaking, the GSD should be, when you're into going into a fourth term as an administration, mm-hmm. you should be further ahead in the polls and you're not. Well, not, not necessarily. In 2007, which is the equivalent of the GSD election, uh, the, G- the GSD you know, held on to power by, by 700 votes. Should the GSLP have done better there? They didn't. They, they, they lost the election. So, again, uh, borrowing from what Roy just said, it swings on roundabouts. Uh, you could say equally, um, you know, should the GSLP Liberals be doing better? And is their lineup uh, hasn't it hasn't um, sort of infused people to support them in the way that they may have expected? Yes, Damon Vassino, but my question was for you, <laughs> not for the GSLP Liberals. You're both very seasoned MPs by now. Roy Clinton, how do you think that uh, the newcomers to your party have performed in the radio and TV debates so far? Well, look, the one thing about politics in Gibraltar, and I, I try to, to emphasise this to people, is there isn't a finishing school for politicians. And um, when you take the plunge... Um, it's it's a huge commitment um, by the individual and their families. And, you know, it's not like in the UK where you may be a, an intern at Westminster and you learn the ropes and you shadow a minister and you learn the political process. Here, you're pretty much thrown in the deep end. And then suddenly, you're in front of a camera being interviewed by seasoned journalists like yourself, and they're expected to give you all the right answers. And it's not as simple as that. Well, they're standing for MP. They're certainly not expected to give us the wrong answers. Well, no, but you, you expect them to give you an answer of a seasoned politician. And I think that's grossly unfair. And, and, and we want more people in politics. Mm-hmm. We keep on saying this. And yet, you know, um, it is very difficult for them to be held to the same standard as, for example, somebody like Joe Bolsonaro. Mm. Is it up to the parties, is it up to the politicians, up to the MPs like yourselves to then be developing that talent throughout the course of the four years when there's not an election campaign coming? Yeah, Should as this I said, be work th- that starts? There is no such thing as a finishing school for politicians. And we all know that, you know, until a general election is called, um, you know, unless you, you subscribe to the Simon Cowell School of Politics, where you just manufacture politicians ready to produce them out of the cupboard at the right moment, um, it's not that simple. You know, people come forward when they're ready. Not yeah. everybody's ready at the same time. Yeah. But, but although, and I'm going to put up my hand because I was wrong, because I thought the election originally was going to be in May, so I'm going to say I got it wrong originally, but we all knew it was coming sometime between May and November. Yeah. It's not like this election has caught us by surprise. No, and, and it's, it's, but it's not, it's not easy to attract people to step onto the plate and enter the political scene for the reasons that uh, Roy has just mentioned. You are subjected to a grilling and in some respects, quite properly. In other respects, you're going to question us on the manifesto, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know you stop did it looking, to the other lot. Stop <laughs> looking over the screen, David Mussino. <laughs> it's um, <laughs> so. Uh, uh, what I was going to say is that uh, it's it's difficult to attract uh, people in the first place. And you're absolutely right. I think in an ideal scenario, you would get people to um, you know join the party four years before maybe the executive, and get out there and do interviews and learn the ropes. That, that's, in that sense, it would be a form of training. 
but it's it's very difficult and it seems that it's almost like when you'd speak to um various interest groups they they they, they provide you with these, these wish lists pretty much too late in the day when you've already drafted the manifestos it's your responsibility as a political party to speak to them during the course of the four years in order to draft the document that you have holding in your hands now and no doubt going to be subjecting us to some questions in relation to that but uh, but in an ideal scenario you'd get people joining joining much earlier but it seems that the excitement of the calling of an election is what attracts people especially if you are in a situation where there is a chance of winning and people really want to get into government and um, and make a change. OK, let's look at aspects of the manifesto. And uh, there's been so much that we've discussed already with uh, the leaders on one of the programmes last week and over the different debates. So I'm just going to try and perhaps uh, take out a few things that are a little bit different. Um, Chief Minister serving a term mm-hmm. of more than eight years. Uh, can I ask you, do any of you have ambitions to lead the GSD party? And therefore, if you won this election... You would think, what, Keith Asopardi, eight years as chief minister, and then who would take over? Damon Vosino, would you like to take over? I, I'd, Come I, the time? Well, I've, I've made no secret of, of my ambitions. I think one needs to be honest in, in one's reply. So when I was asked this question back in the 2019 uh, campaign, I, I answered truthfully. I said I, I do harbour an ambition one day to be uh, chief minister. Uh, but I think it's important how what you, you latch that question on, and that is that... We do have, I think it's a very important policy, which is that chief ministers should be limited to two terms. Roy Clinton? I, my ambition uh, really has only been the public finances. And so long as I'm allowed to continue doing that job, I will be happy. I will serve any chief minister who happens to be the incumbent. He wants a checkbook. Okay, yes. and, I, and I'm going to come back to Damon Vosino. And, and I'm going to come back to Damon Vosino <laughs> since he's the one who says he has that political ambition. If the GSD were to lose this mm-hmm. election, and we are talking of this poll giving you nine MPs in government, but if it is very, very tight and mm-hmm. it is only a poll. It can still go either way next week. Mm-hmm. If the GSD loses the election, would you expect Keith Asopardi to resign and you take over the lead in this party? I've already answered that question during the course of a, a press conference, which had absolutely nothing to do with the question, but I was asked the question and my response is going to be exactly the same. I've come to a decision, but I don't think it's appropriate to answer that uh, question at this stage. Our focus has to be on winning the election in the next 48 hours. There is a need for change and uh, that change will result in Keith Asobardi leading the government and being the chief minister and we will support him in that endeavour. But if you do lose, it's clear in your mind what needs to happen next. Uh, yes, and it's something that I would wish uh, to discuss with my colleagues uh, at the appropriate time. Should that eventuality occur, but we are confident that it won't occur and that we win, will win the election on the Thursday. And bear in mind that the GSD has a democratic process. We don't appoint future leaders, you know, at the whim of the leader. No, but you also have uh, a democratic process when you say, for example, and there were questions about the candidates that you've chosen, so people have been questioning your democratic process that perhaps it didn't have all the filters necessary because there is one candidate on your Mm -hmm. slate which has been highly questioned by Mm -hmm. a lot of people. Well, I don't think that is a criticism of the uh, democratic nature of the process. In fact, it's probably the other way around. Um, one of the individual ca- failings, then. Well, one of the candidates that you refer to participated in a very open process, which was the subject of press reports, and we were very open about uh, you know who won that process, which was the uh, election of executive members, and uh, not, we didn't hear a squeak from anybody. 
But of course, uh, now all of a sudden it becomes a, a major issue. I'm not suggesting it isn't a serious issue, uh, but it is something which clearly it has, it has become more serious because, you know, I think it's probably got to do in part with the fact that the GSD has a chance of winning this election. Indeed. OK, let, let me move on to some of the promises that you are making and eGov. And you say at times the e-government experience has fallen well short mm-hmm. of that and has been nothing but clunky. Mm-hmm. I know it's a word that I also put to um, your leader on the programme last week. You are promising a digital transformation of this, and again, because I want to be fair, and I and I also mm-hmm. hit out perhaps at, at the other side on some aspects of their manifesto. When I look at your QR code, and it doesn't work on a number of iPhones, it's perhaps because maybe things look very easy from the outside, but then you try and do them, and they're harder than they seem. You're probably posing that question to the least techie people. <laughs> I'm not an expert on QR codes, but I can tell you about systems because I have worked with multiple systems. And the failure of the e-government is a failure of the project management, mm-hmm. uh, the implementation of it. And Joe Bolsonaro said, you know, in despair, you know, 12 million quid has been spent and, and there's nothing to show for it. And I'll give you a perfect example. You know, yes, the, but I'm sorry. The, my, my question is about mm. the fact that you criticise the e-gov Well, I don't think a, qu- a QR code on a manifesto has anything to do about a manifesto commitment well, to, to solve governments. Well, because, e- because, because surely that's something because that's I'm easy like, to get right. No, well, as you say, it's QR code on a manifesto. I'm not going to go personally and write code for a computer program. I mean, neither would you. you know, no one, no politician is. That's not the role of the politician. The role of the politician is to set down the policy and ensure that it's implemented correctly. And what we've seen in the government's e-gov, you know, is that it hasn't been implemented correctly. You have the situation where the, the income tax office says, oh, you have to submit everything electronically, and then it doesn't work, people can't cope with it, and so, well, email it to us. So where's the benefit in e-government there if they have to then input it manually? It defeats the object, you know? This is the sort of stuff we're talking about. Mm. The less money in your pocket line, which you pushed during the course of the manifesto, can I ask you about um, the value for money team that, I, that I've read about in your uh, manifesto? What's this value for money team and how would it work? Well, exactly as it says on the tin. On the tin. It would look yeah. at um, contracts, the performance of contracts, making sure that they are delivering and not going for variations. That From yeah. current civil service or extra expenditure? Well, I'm talking no. about any existing contracts and any future no, contracts. Uh, so about who checks them? Yes, no, what, what, well, yeah. Oh, you mean who, who would be doing it? Yes, who, who, who forms this value well, for money in my, team? Well, in my, in my uh, mind... The, the obvious department to be doing this is the audit office. That is their expertise. Yes. So, so this is a value for money department. Which they do already. Which would be from... So, so they do that already. So They have so been then, doing it already, although Sir Joe said on, so then, on sorry, GTC but, the other day they but, stopped doing it. OK, because if they are been doing it already, you know what the next question yeah, is. I know, so but I just said that, yeah, I, I because your already, question. Because, <laughs> because they, they apparently they've stopped doing it, but they should be doing it. OK, Damon Vosino, can you tell me a, a little bit more on this value for money as, as you see it? Yes, it's going to be forming parts of the, the Treasury and it's going to be looking at various things, as, as uh, Roy rightly mentioned, uh, public contracts, uh, debt. is going to be linked to um, an office of debt management and we'll be looking at things like the public sector borrowing requirement. So it's going to be a lot more sophisticated. And in answer to your specific point, the intention would be 
that it would be uh, homegrown in the sense from the current uh, staffing levels of the Treasury Department. So, um, And it's very clearly set out in the manifesto. And actually, the bigger point about that is that we think that it is a hugely important aspect of the way that this government has been doing, the, the, the um, government over the last 12 years, and that we need to correct as soon as possible. OK, so you told me that I asked uh, a question to the <laughs> non-techie people. Let me ask a question to the money people. Uh, Roy Clinton, I'm sure you can take this one. Uh, on taxes, uh, Mr Picardo's government, this is from your manifesto, is uh, so bad that we may need to conduct short-term tax rises mm-hmm. to ensure we balance the books. Uh, your leader, Keith Osopardi, wouldn't confirm what that tax rise would be. Can you tell us more? Well, it's pretty much the same as um, Keith has said. I mean, we need to get in, get our feet on the table and find out what money there is. And it would be disingenuous for us to say that we look, wouldn't look at all the policy measures that might be available once we establish what the position is. But certainly it is an absolute lie that Fabian is putting around that we said we're going to increase taxes. That's just not true. No, but mm. you have said that you may have to. Depending on what we find. Yes. Okay, and if you have to, you don't want to give us an idea of how much you would have to raise it by. Well, I can't because I don't know at this stage. What I can tell you is that if anything were to happen, which we haven't said it would, it would be targeted at those that can afford it. Mm-hmm. Okay, one final question before I move back uh, to the poll. And I also asked the other uh, candidates, has it been a dirty campaign? Um, I think it's been a nasty campaign in some respects. Um, I think that uh, there has from been... one side or both sides. Um, I think I think you posed the question as to whether the other side, when you had the the two candidates from the other party here, as to whether they could vouch for basically all their people working in the in the campaign, and 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 we know that there are on both sides supporters. Who, who who come out with statements under anonymous names. But this is what we can say, as far as the GSOP Liberals are concerned, is that they have issued, in respect, in respect of, and I don't want to go into that now, but in respect of one of our candidates, a formal statement issued by their party uh, attacking the behaviour, past behaviour of one of our candidates. So in that sense, I think, uh, I say from experience that that is something which is unprecedented so to that extent it is nasty and i think it's been very stressful for for many of the candidates roy clinton from your point of view i've heard anecdotally that um the gsb liberals have or have been taking advice from a professional spin doctor and i just wonder whether the unprecedented attacks that we've seen on candidates has anything to do that because that's something we've never seen in gibraltar before Mm-hmm. And I, I think if, if politics was stressful enough as it is, this is unhelpful. OK, one final word from you both as we head into that final stretch. Two more days of campaigning. It is neck and neck. Is it going to come down to the leaders' debate, do you think? Uh, I think that the leaders' debate is going to be important. Uh, just as I think the campaign has been important, if we are to go by your first poll, where there was a 31% undecided or unwilling to respond uh, response, and is that, that's now been narrowed to nine. So people are making their minds, and I think the leaders' debate on the eve of the election will be crucially important, yes. Roy Clinton, where does the GSD campaign go now in the final stretch? Well, we're obviously reaching out to people on the streets, meeting organisations, 
and trying to dispel some of the lies that are being banded around in letters that have been sent to housing mm. estates. And I must say, some of the lies that have been written about, you know, pensioners, debentures being at risk or financial cliff edges is all utter nonsense and utter tripe. And I really wish that the GSLP would change the way they campaign. In one sentence each, is Gibraltar going to wake up to a GSD government on Friday? Uh, well, we hope that that is the case, but we respect the electorate, so it's up to them. We just encourage them to go out and vote. It's in the hands of the electorate. Mm. You know, this is their opportunity to exercise their democratic rights. Roy Clinton, Damon Vosino for the GSD. Thank you very much for joining us on Election Watch. It's been a pleasure to bring you this programme over the last uh, few weeks uh, with uh, full analysis on all things uh, campaign. On the programme today, we were joined by Independent Social Democrat Robert Vasquez, Pat Orfila and Leslie Vrusong for the GSLP Liberals and Damon Vosino and Roy Clinton for the GSD. On Thursday evening, GBC Television and Radio Gibraltar and online on gbc.gi will bring you full details, analysis and every twist and turn of the night as it happens from 9.30 on Thursday evening. Polls, of course, or the polling stations close at 10. A reminder, all our programming available on gbc.gi. There's a debate on democracy at 9.25 on GBC Television this evening and the leaders go face-to-face on GBC Television on Wednesday evening. It's polling day on Thursday. Thanks for listening to Election Watch. GBC Podcasts. Local voices on demand.